This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Schneimer on Zoomer Radio. Welcome back. There are some very promising developments in the race for a vaccine against COVID-19, especially for Zoomers. Researchers at Moderna report their experimental vaccine appears to work well in older people, the population most at risk for severe disease. Moderna scientists say the immune responses in people between the ages of 56 and 70 above the age of 70, and those in the 18 to 55 brackets were similar. And this is just one of seven vaccines that are already in the final phase of clinical trials. But the question is, will Canadians have access once one or all of these are proven to be safe? Dr. Amir Adaran is making the case that the Liberals have bungled the procurement and failed to lock down orders of these vaccines while our closest allies have done so. Dr. Adaran is professor at the Faculty of Law and School of Epidemiology and Public Health at the University of Ottawa, and he joins me now. Hello and welcome. Good afternoon, Libby. Uh, that was an extremely compelling article that you wrote in McLean's magazine. Uh, tell us about it. Why are you worried that Canadians will not have access to a vaccine? Well, you know, Libby, it's a good news, bad news story. The good news is scientific in that COVID was discovered in the last days of 2019. It's now August barely eight months on, and we have seven vaccine candidates in the final stage of testing. If they pass this final stage, they become approved vaccines available to people around the world, which is stunning progress to have not just one or two, but seven vaccines developed in under a year. And I fully expect at least one of those vaccines will cross the finish line before winter is over. Wow. So that's, that's unbelievable. Science has never managed to pull it off as quickly as that. And, and science has done it without cutting corners at all, just by shrinking the timeline. The bad news is political. With all these vaccines likely to be reaching the finish line, some successfully and perhaps some not successfully. Countries have to begin planning how they're going to lay their hands on a supply of vaccine to immunize their populations. And many countries have done an exceptional job of that. The United States, the United Kingdom, the 27 countries of the European Union, Australia, all of them, our closest allies have purchased vaccines already. They have placed orders for what is coming in the expectation that it will pass clinical trials at the last stage. They're getting in line. They're paying up now. So they get the first deliveries. There's only one country in North America and Western Europe that has not done that. And that's ours. You know, uh... so, uh, I, 
you know, you got to wonder why. It's not like the Liberal government is hesitant about spending money on this. And and uh, I think a lot of our audience, just from what we've been hearing from the Prime Minister and other cabinet ministers, were probably under the impression that we did have this under control. Well, the government has not planned well. That is clear. And just as it was caught with its trousers around its ankles over not having enough PPE uh, in March and April, um, now we're in a similar position with vaccines because we have not made the advance purchase that other countries have, nor have we taken steps to manufacture those vaccines under license in Canadian facilities, which would be an alternative to buying it from the source. We've done neither in this country. And, other and that co- really does place us in a class of one. Uh, it's just poor planning. Uh, other countries have received licenses, correct? That's right. So if you take the example of the vaccine invented at Oxford University, and I'll make a disclosure, my my PhD is from Oxford, but that's not the reason I'm about to say this. If, if you take a look at that vaccine, it was the very first um, to generate interesting results. It's now in the third phase, and because of the head start it had, it's likely to be the first vaccine out of phase three and hopefully across the finish line with a positive outcome. This is the Moderna one, sorry. Excuse me, that's the Moderna one, right? No, that's that's the the Oxford one that is now being manufactured by AstraZeneca. Moderna, I I do not have anything like the confidence you seem to have in that vaccine. I'm just reporting. (laughs) I'm just reporting from uh, news stories. So um, thank you for correcting me. But that's the problem with Moderna is they're putting out their information through news releases rather than waiting and publishing it in a a medical or academic journal. They, They have repeatedly jumped the gun that way, which to me is not proper scientific conduct. But leaving that aside, with the Oxford vaccine now being manufactured by AstraZeneca, um, the problem is AstraZeneca can manufacture only so much in their facilities. So they have chosen to license production to others just to expand how much could be made. They've granted licenses to Australia, to Japan, even to Brazil and India, developing countries. And yet in Canada, we haven't yet reached a licensing agreement with AstraZeneca, nor is it clear that we will. Um, And that is entirely due to uh, really lethargy, slowness on the part of the federal government. I mean, it, it's it's hard to imagine they don't understand the urgency of this. And we've been told uh, by uh, the minister in charge of the procurement that she's got it under control and they're, they're negotiating. Uh, what do you make of that? Look, they, they, I'm sure, are negotiating, but they haven't brought those negotiations to a point of bearing fruit. The government announced on August 5th that they had reached agreements with Pfizer and Moderna, each of which has a vaccine candidate. But they used weasel words in that announcement. They said that they'd reached agreement on pursuing 
a purchase of those vaccines. Now, obviously, pursuing a purchase is different from making a purchase. But that's the sort of language they're using. And prior to writing the piece uh, that I did for McLean's, um, the outstanding editors at McLean's were diligent about checking back with government and saying, all right, do you actually have a purchase made with Moderna and Pfizer? And if so, how many doses did you buy? What price did you pay? Because that would be the proof the purchase was real. And the government refused to answer those questions. Uh, what do you think is behind it? Is, are you saying it's just uh, incompetence or, uh, you know, you're also making the case that they're trying to favor Canadian companies, albeit Canadian companies with no track record? That is exactly my fear. So the government is being advised by a vaccine task force of outsiders. Several of these outsiders have obvious conflicts of interest. They've worked for um, the vaccine industry. One of them actually is chief executive of a company that uh, makes vials and syringes used for vaccination. Um, that's a problem because people who have a, a stake in it on your advisory task force, uh, another one of them freely admits that he currently consults for the vaccine community at the same time as he's meant to be giving impartial advice to government. I am troubled by those conflicts of interest. The government has not been clear about them. But what's obvious is that the government is choosing an industrial strategy over a healthcare strategy. The vaccine task force isn't located in the Ministry of Health. It's located in the Ministry of Industry. And it has, the, the Ministry of Industry has flowed money out to small Canadian companies who think that they have a vaccine candidate to bring into trials. But those companies do not have a track record of having um, sold a vaccine in Canada. And they don't as well have large manufacturing facilities and their clinical trials are very, very far behind. So in contrast to the seven vaccines that I mentioned are now in the third and final phase of testing, the furthest along any of these Canadian companies is, is the first earliest stage of testing, which would mean that they could only get to the third stage if everything goes well, probably sometime in 2022. And, and I personally do not see the logic of supporting small companies without uh, the track record or facilities of the larger ones just because they're Canadian when their timeline suggests we could be waiting until 2022 for a vaccine that other countries probably will get this winter. Okay, uh, Dr. Adaran, thank you so much for raising the alarm on this. Uh, we're basically out of time. Uh, just very quickly, is there a way out in a few seconds? The only way out that I see is for Canada to approach the vaccine manufacturers and seek a license to make their products here. And as I mentioned, that's something Brazil has done, India has done, Australia, Japan. We have the facilities, we could do it, but that so far has not happened. 
Okay. Um, thank you so much for this. Really important news. I appreciate it, Dr. Amir Adaran. Thank you, Libby. Have a good day. You too. Bye-bye. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.